at that time. But the fact of the matter is, the most important part of it is the people. And that was, that's the greatest thing. That's the one thing I will miss from this. Like Hoy over here, walking with his yeah. plate of food behind me right there. Hello, like, yeah, Chef Hoy. Yeah, yes. It's a, and that was always my life. Ahoy, Hoy. I always <laughs> thought I was so clever. But he'd always be sitting in the office listening to me check out. And he goes, mm -hmm. you finished? Are you done? And I said, oh, I heard the voice. Ahoy, Hoy. Anyway, so. The voice of Hoy. Mm-hmm. So, it's, um, it's just that there are, like, um, I don't know. I, I think spontaneously sometimes things just come back to you and they're just like in the context of like the emotions of the moment of it and also having somebody else to key off of in terms of like their recollections maybe a little different and maybe you embellished it or changed it a little bit in one way or another but yet at the same time it is it kind of comes together as you're with them in like a communal environment mm -hmm. um, yeah alcohol doesn't hurt either too but it's like yeah. alcohol does help mm -hmm. loosen things up it and does. Not necessarily for lucidity and clarity all the time, but actually in terms of maybe uh, making it more uh, entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more pal palatable, pal palatable for the average person just listening to something. It's like, why are you going to listen to this old guys talking about his old bar stories? And well, well, listen, I, you know what I have? I have this going for me, and that is I am a psychology major. I worked in radio for a long time, and my father was a game show host. So that is like those. Those are the three. That is a triangle of the perfect bar of the perfect bar person type of scenario. You got a you got a booming kind of loud, very resonant voice. You took psychology for four years, and probably hopefully assimilated some of that stuff, and it is, and then your dad's game show host, so you grew up with that personality. And here we go. Let's go spin the wheel. Kathleen, is there anything you'd like to add to this? So we're all going to Sebastopol. My daughter and her husband, yeah. the baby, went up today with a couple friends, and right. they're staying for five days. Cool. Uh, staying. Yeah, so I said, yeah. should I come up? <laughs> it's a farmhouse with maybe four or five bedrooms. So I said, should yeah. I come up? Come yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure. Hi there. I'm Juliana. And I'm Nick. And this is 86 on 101, where we tell bartending stories and generally try to entertain you. <laughs> That's it. You're from, you're from the Bay Marin Room and the west side of an iconic seafood restaurant on Fisherman's Wharf. Gonna... We, won't, we won't throw the name out there. Anyway. We decided to start this podcast because we work well together and Nick is going to be retiring. He has a ton of bar stories and we are always very entertaining to our guests. So we thought we would share that on a wider basis. Absolutely. And don't put me on the spot or anything, but I am old so sometimes i might the, the 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 train of thought might not be smooth as completely smooth at some time we want to we want to have that understanding but um yeah i was telling juliana earlier that it's uh it's interesting scenario for me i was going to college this bartending was going to be a job that i did for like a couple years or a year or whatever filling time before i went back to school but i did major in psychology four years of psychology i worked in radio for a while at, on the campus station, and I and I have a loud kind of a resonant voice. You and, do. And <laughs> at the same time, my father was a game show host, so it's, it seemed like a kind of scenario that I was just drawn to because basically what we do every night when we come in, and what I've been doing for the last forty years, we do a performance. Come in four o'clock, four thirty for you. It's bring the bring the the guests in, 
and um, you never know how it's going to unfold. People have always asked me and have asked me for years and years, you're, you're a bartender, tell me a joke. I want to hear some jokes. I want to hear <laughs> oh, like pre, prefab kind of like, yeah, reading off the cue cards or the teleprompter. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I like to let things unfold uh, organically, but just spontaneously, naturally. And I said, we'll see. Something funny may happen. You never know. Let's just keep our eyes and ears open. So anyway, the scenario, uh, is the, the performance art aspect of it has unfolded over the years. And you spend enough time doing anything and eventually you're gonna have some good stories to tell. So um, I don't have anything specifically on the top of my head well, We don't right have now, to have anything specific. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I mean, that's how you got into bartending. Yes, exactly. That's how, how it, it kind of moved in that way. Right. I, I think that one of the things that I remember a, a lot about when I first started, when I first entered into bartending here in San Francisco was it, it was a time period when um, stand-up comedy was a really big thing here in the city. It had produced Robin Williams, Dana Carvey, mm -hmm. guys, big name people. But also at that time, bartenders were celebrities. I mean, there were certain bars and certain restaurants in the city of San Francisco. When you went in there, it, it, the, the guy was like, everybody knew his name and, and it drew like a, a very well-heeled and like sophisticated clientele. And there was a guy that used to do a column in the, for the San Francisco Chronicle named Herb Kane. <laughs> and Herb Kane, God bless him, was for like 40 years, did a column for the San Francisco Chronicle. And he would, he went out a lot. He loved his vodka martinis and he liked to go make his little rounds around the city. And if a new place would open up and it was hip, he would try it. He would go out and check it out. But he also became very good friends with the bartenders over oh, the yeah. course of, the, of his career. And uh, the Washington Square Bar and Grill was one place. Perry's on Union Street. These are all like old school restaurants and bars. But he knew all the bartenders and the and the owners, and he always had great stories. And I'm sure he used a lot of that in his columns that he wrote on a daily basis for the Chronicle. But but it was it was an exalted position. It was like to be a bartender in that era in San Francisco was something that it was like it was yeah it was a position of like you could take some pride in yeah. Kind of running the running the show. I remember a cab driver one time telling me that the bartenders were the royalty of the uh, of of the food industry world. Yeah. This is obviously pre Uber, pre all Waiting of that rain? exciting yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I just got into bartending because I worked in theater and I was in college and I needed a flexible job to have while trying to make my living <laughs> yes no well <laughs> and theater understood. and theater so flexible in many ways also yeah. ex also extremely social too so if you moved around or whatever mm -hmm. and that was another thing I, I, I now that I'm recollecting how far back that was or whatever but it's like as I was moved into the city from living out in the suburbs in in the county it was coming into San Francisco you don't really know anybody but you work in the restaurant business especially as a bartender in within like two weeks or three weeks you're instantly like have a whole set of friends the other people that you work with but then the connection to the other people that are coming in as guests and yep. it's like it's like it's an instant social contact situation to be in where it's you can it's 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 a wonderful means by which you can connect with other other people in your community so well like and that. I mean Anthony Bourdain laid it out for the back of the yeah. house in Kitchen yeah. Confidential where you're just when you're under fire and doing this the bonds that you form with these people even if you don't like them right they're really really strong bonds yes. and at the same way happen the same thing happens especially in the bar because you are the front line for the front of the house. Absolutely. So you're just getting barraged by everybody and so you form these bonds. I'm still really good friends with the guys from um, 
another uh, now venerable institution in San Francisco that when we, we all opened the bar together and we were just, we were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday night and just getting rocked the entire time. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, you're right. <laughs> okay. 